This is Paul Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Weekdays at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. At Gallant Says on Twitter. Text into the show at 710-710. Hello and welcome aboard the Paul Gallant Show on Wednesday, June 23rd of 2021. I am Paul Gallant and this is the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle. I had a blast last night at T-Mobile Park. My first trip to T-Mobile Park since I moved here. Last time I went was to see Kyle Lewis hit his first home run off of Trevor Bauer when I was up here for a little job interview. Got an awesome tour of Seattle. It was a beautiful day. And last night was a beautiful night. Hung out with some of the other folks at 710. Maura Dooley was there. Stacey Rost was there. We had a Mike Salk. We had Brent Stecker. We had Shannon Dreyer. We had a 3D Kyle Brown. We had Mike Lefko. We had DJ Wilder. We had Bob Stelter. We had a bunch of people there. It was a lot of fun. Also got to head out to the bullpen. And I. All right, Russell Wilson naming everyone. Listen, guess what, uh, Maura Dooley? I'm excited <laughs> that I get to make human contact with human people because I haven't done a whole lot of that over the past calendar year. And unlike some people, I am obnoxiously social. And uh, so how about Ton and his brother Poe and Arjun? All these people. I'm really excited that I got to go out to the ballpark last night. And now we get to see on top of that, too, the Mariners get their fifth win in a row. I'm excited. Now, again, I'm not sure where this goes, but let's enjoy the ride while we can. This team is playing really well right now. And the guy who I have really been impressed by of late, who had a 15-inning scoreless streak from his last start where he went eight innings going into last night until he gave up a home run, it was Chris Flexen who was looking really, really good last night. Here we go again. Another one-two pitch and a swing and a miss for strike three. And Flexen wins the battle. He strikes out Joshua Fuentes for strikeout number five in the long, long at bat. And that's it for the Rockies in the fifth. He has pitched at least six innings in eight of his 13 starts this year, including his last five. And... I'm a bit old school when it comes to the way that I look at baseball. I like starting pitchers that can definitively get you through at least six, if not seven innings a night. So that way you're not exhausting your bullpen and you can actually use Kendall Graveman in crunch time situations like you were able to up 2-1 after Shed Long's go-ahead home run. Flexons become reliable and... It makes me wonder about some of the awesome evaluations that Jerry DePoto has made and how that might relate to his future because we know that Jerry DePoto's contract expires at the end of the year. I say that because I was going back last night through some Jerry DePoto sound and I saw him talk about Chris Flexen on January 21st. Here's what he had to say about Flexen. You know, Flexen is a name. Flexen will start for us. Uh, he he spent the the 2020 season as a full time starter in Korea, and for the most part, his minor league development and major league opportunity has been as a starter. It, the he's he's still just 26 years old, and we think lines up with what we're doing. By no means do we anticipate that he's a finished product. That he's that he's going to come in as a as a veteran who's been through the, the rigors of multiple seasons. He has about 100 days of Major League service, and and he lines up very much with the Justice Sheffield and Justin Dunn's and Nick Margaviches. So you hear that. 
he properly evaluated Chris Flexen. That's a guy that you were not expecting a whole lot out of, probably when you saw that the Mariners signed him this offseason. After all, as Jerry said, he pitched last year in Korea. So that's one thing that Jerry DePoto has been able to do well this year that you didn't expect. How about the other, the bullpen? We had some questions about the bullpen going into the year because the bullpen last season was the Mariners' biggest problem. January 19th, here's what Jerry DePoto had to say about what the Mariners had done this offseason with their bullpen. We did focus on on beefing up this space and and heading into the offseason, and we feel like we've done that. You know, the the trade that brought Rafael Montero in, bringing Kendall Graveman back uh, in free agency, going out and bringing in Keenan Middleton. The, the theme with all of those players is is that we feel like either, A, we know a lot about them in, in the case of a Kendall Graveman or even in, in the case of Keenan Middleton, but also the, the, the idea that we are trying not only to focus on getting better in 21, but finding ways to continue to progress for 22 and beyond. We'll see if they'll be able to get Ken Giles to bounce back beyond this season as he comes back from Tommy John surgery, but you hear some names. Yeah, some ups and downs with Rafael Montero, some ups and downs with Keenan Middleton as well, but Kendall Graveman's been unbelievable in that closer role. What else has Jerry been right about going into the year, you might be asking me. Paul, What's what? where are you getting at here? He said it's not unrealistic to expect this team to be above 500 on October 1st of last year. He also said Ty France is a major league bat, and then he honestly said, evaluating this current year, Given what happened last season with the pandemic, we thought 2021 would be our contention window, but this year is going to be all about developing young talent. And for the most part, it has been. Has all that young talent developed to the degree that you would like to see thus far this year? Maybe not. Evan White, Jared Kelnick. But I think that everything Jerry DePoto is saying is coming to fruition. And if that's actually taking place, if a guy has put together a plan and has been transparent with the plan and honest with the plan and told you everything that he expects to happen along the way, and along the way found some real steals. Ty France and Chris Flexen, Kendall Graveman moving into that closer role. You got to give him credit, and you got to give him an extension because this plan is working. Many plans, they don't. They don't work. You need to see this plan continue. I think someone had a great text earlier when we were talking about Jerry DePoto and talking about his future here. Essentially, it would be akin to you've driven down the road, you've seen all of the landmarks that you want to see, you know you're on the right track, and you know this team is at the very least progressing positively. Is that going to mean dominant World Series contender for a couple of years? Who knows? But all of a sudden, you want to fire the driver because he's not speeding. Another texter. Imagine firing a regime that started a teardown, is sitting above... 500 has created a top three farm system and cleared all future money off their payroll. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory right now. You got to give Jerry DePoto an extension. You got to. I would do it right now. Two years. Because, let's be honest, if you're Jerry DePoto, are you going to want to sign a just a one-year extension? Especially with some of the mess that you had to clean up earlier this offseason? Kevin Mather makes his comments... Look, we did eventually hear from John Stanton, and I'll give Stanton a lot of credit for actually speaking with the media and honestly answering the questions he was asked. But it was Jerry DePoto who was out in the fire first, and he was the one that had to clean things up, not just publicly, but also privately with his players. I think it's 
time to show the guy that he is actually well, well liked, respected, and deserving of more control over baseball operations going forward. And there was a bit of an implication in that Kevin Mather Zoom video that's so infamous right now that maybe things weren't that way. So that's how I feel. But my question for you on today's Paul Gallant Show, the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle, would you give Jerry DePoto an extension right now? I say yes. At least two years. Everything that you have seen this season shows a team that's heading in the right direction, and it would just make absolutely no sense right now to press the eject button to drop out of the parachute and hope that you're going to land somewhere safe. You might end up landing in a tree. You might end up landing in the water. You might end up with some guy who comes in and looks at all these assets that you have right here and says, eh, well, these aren't my assets and goes in a different direction. And that happens all the time in sports all across our country. NFL, NBA, hockey, these things take place. When you bring in somebody else, they are going to look at some of the things that maybe were headed in the right direction in a completely different lens and through a completely different prism, and that is not something that you want to have happen. Nope, not right now, not with some of the progress that you were seeing out of this team. 710-710 is how you text in on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line. One texter says, I'd wait to extend, waiting until September to see how the season is playing out. What does he do at the trade deadline? Well, I mean, do you really expect him to be too aggressive at the trade deadline? I honestly don't. And I don't think that they, I mean, there has been myself, and I talked about this yesterday, I have talked myself into the possibility of, hey, maybe if there are some short-term options available that you decide to be aggressive, and that is assuming that, of course, you have ownerships backing and you're going to pay that guy, you're going to be able to outbid some other teams should he go to free agency for that guy's services over the long period of time, but... You're not judging Jerry DePoto based off of trades made at the trade deadline. Nope, you are not doing that. Text in, extend DePoto to the end of Kelnick's service time and extend Scott's service two or three years. Scott's service deserves credit along the way, too. Keeping this thing together, keeping this thing afloat through all the injuries that they have done thus far this year. Look, it's not a perfect product by any means. The hitting is not good still. It's getting better, still not good enough. And what you have gotten out of a team that has dealt with all these injuries is a team that is somehow above 500 maybe they're not in contention right now I doubt that they'll be in contention by the end of the year but what have you seen over the last two years that would say yeah Jerry DePoto nah we got to move on because there isn't anything that I can think of that comes to mind that makes me feel that But it's up to you. It's the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle. I'm Paul Gallant. This is 710 ESPN Seattle. You can listen on your 710 app, your smart speaker. Go watch me, 710sports.com slash video. You get to see the eyebrows dance just a little bit. It is the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle, and it's brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. Right now, though, it's 1010. It's time for What's Trending with Maura Dooley, brought to you by Kings Heating and Air. Good morning, afternoon, Maura Dooley. How are you now? I'm good. How are you today? I'm excited. That gave me a big shot in the arm last night, going to the ballpark and just seeing human beings again. And having been in Texas this past weekend, where things are obviously very laxed comparatively, I was starting to get some envy. But yesterday, just all sorts of things that I think are just great. The ballpark's open. You're walking around. You're seeing people walk without masks. You actually get to see smiles, faces. I'm at the gym. My gym doesn't need a mask anymore. Like everything is, everything is fantastic right now. So I'm in a quite chipper mood. How about It'll you? It'll be a good summer. Yes. And also, you have 
The Mariners, a lot of people were, you know, being kind of cynical, like, oh, yeah, they just swept the Rays, but watch, the Rockies are coming to town. They're a bad team. They're going to lose to them. And and they end up winning in fun fashion with Shed Long hitting another home run. So, yep. And we got that going for us, too. Yes. And also, J.P. Crawford with an amazing head first slide into first base. By the way, he is going to join me in uh, about 18 minutes or so. Yeah, and if you guys haven't voted for him to get into the All-Star game, then what are you doing? Yeah, uh, Maura, I don't think we've been clear enough with this. <laughs> I if, if you guys don't do your job, if you guys do not get J.P. Crawford into the All-Star game, I might lock the doors to the studio and start singing aloud. Oh, no. And I might start singing, Maura, the song that gets stuck in everybody's head. And Don't you know what it is. it is? Oh, it's a commercial. He gets songs stuck in my head all the time. Well, do you want... No, do it. Everyone go vote for J.P. Crawford. He deserves it. Yes. But you also don't want to hear Paul sing. That was not an idle threat. <laughs> What's going on, Maura? All right. Uh, we had a little umpires versus doctored balls last night in the MLB. Things got comical as Max Scherzer threw his hat in frustration after being checked for banned substances for the third time. And um, an ump checked, checked Scherzer's sweaty hair when he took his hat off which was particularly disturbing uh scherzer explains that here the only part that was really sweaty enough on me to be able to grab any type of moisture was on my hair um it wasn't a warm night's night so the back of my neck really wasn't that sweaty uh when i tried to get there um and so for me the only part the only body part that actually had enough sweat on it was my hair so um you know that's fortunate tonight but i mean this is going to be dangerous when you know you're in a cold game and you have no sweat. Uh, what will we do then? Now we're breaking down areas of sweat on players. What's going on here? Pitchers, I think, need to relax a little bit here. They have to understand that baseball is trying to get rid of a serious problem. Pitching has become too good. At the same time, I feel bad for these umpires. Would you want to put your hand... On a man's sweaty head? That's a no. I wouldn't either. And I'm not going to lie. Some people that play sports, they stink. (laughs) The last thing I want is someone's head sweat that's been trapped inside of a hat on my hand. Especially during a pandemic. You know, that would be my excuse if I'm an umpire. Oh, I don't want to touch too much. I don't know if this guy's vaccinated. But that would be just an excuse I would use. Anywho. All right, this one I pulled specifically for you, Paul, because, well, you and I share a little um, disrespect for Matt Stafford. Injected into my veins, Mora. <laughs> On Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin this morning, Keyshawn proclaimed that he is not here for the Matt Stafford hype. You go be... through your entire whole career and nothing was ever right for you. He played for the Detroit I, Lions. It doesn't matter. That ain't <laughs> what I'm asking you. You go through a whole career stuck with that particular team that decided to pay you a handsome ransom to, to stay there. Right. But your whole career, it was everybody else. You couldn't get those points. Players that, mind you, were drafted for a reason because people around the league thought that those players were pretty good. 0-3 lifetime. 0-3 lifetime in the playoffs. Yes. However long it's been, you're 0-3 lifetime. Let's be real. 12 years, you don't say that about other people that sit in places for 12 years. If you're going to be fair about it, be fair. How many other quarterbacks have actually been able to level that team to their play? I think we saw Aaron Rodgers do it for like a decade. And you could make an argument that the Packers were perhaps not as talented as you wanted them to be. Maybe it's unfair to make the comparison to Aaron Rodgers, but with some of the things that you were seeing in Las Vegas, 
it is as if the Rams have taken this big leap forward. And I would just warn everybody, first off, Stafford's health is not a guarantee. And second, what has Matt Stafford done with a winning organization? There are different expectations that are now on his shoulder. He can't just sit back and say, well, I'm in Detroit. And that is something I really wonder about. All of a sudden, after being in the league and being acclimated to specific things, you are going to be looked at now as a leader on a team that has been to a Super Bowl in the last couple of years, that has Aaron Donald, that has Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the most opinionated players in the NFL. You have a lot of people that you have to win over. Is he going to be able to do that? I'm pretty skeptical about it, no matter what Sean McVay wants to say. So that's just me. I'm with you. Maura Dooley, everybody. What's Trending brought to you by Kings Heating and Air every morning at 1010. All right, guys. Let's turn it over to you. 206-421-3776 is how you call in to be heard. You can also text in 710-710 on the Mac and Jack's Brewing Company text line or tweet me. At Gallant says, would you give Mariners general manager Jerry DePoto an extension right now? I know I will if I had that money. I do not. Your voice, your opinions. It's time to be heard every day at 1015 with Paul Gallant. Be heard. I put the poll up on Twitter. The responses, 470 votes thus far. 64.3% say yes. They should extend Jerry DePoto right now. 35.7% say no. I'm surprised by the no. I could see 25%, and I think a lot of that might be blaming Jerry DePoto for the sins of Mariners past. But it also might be, I think, the best counterpoint to this. They have not made the playoffs in six years. I know Danny has described it as, well, this is a team that has essentially changed directions, what, twice? Over this tenure that Jerry DePoto's been in charge? I would just say, if everything over the last two years has been positive but isn't playoff worthy, is is that how you are going to judge a team that isn't a rebuild and I think has been about trans- as transparent as one can possibly be during a rebuild. And it's not as if they're tanking, right? I mean, if this was just some quadruple-A baseball team that's that's walking around like a zombie throughout the season, just stumbling and bumbling its way to a 120-loss season or something like that, that's one thing. This is Baltimore or Detroit or something like that. By the way, it's weird that the Mariners lost to those two teams, but whatever the case, I'm going to move on past that. That's not happening. If they if if things were going that way, maybe uh, someone texted in. Well, if the Mariners got swept by the Rays over the weekend, would you be saying the same thing? No, I've I've been aboard the I think you extend Jerry Depoto train since the comments he had to make in the wake of Kevin Mather, because I just thought this is a this is an opportunity for you to really separate to make a clear line of demarcation between the baseball business side. And the baseball baseball side. You know, the people that actually know about the sport. And don't have some guy like Kevin Mather talking about service time manipulation and openly jo- joshing about it with some Mariners fans who I'm sure a lot of those people at that Bellevue Rotary Club Zoom breakfast 
I imagine have been watching the team for a while and are sick of the stagnant nature with which they have done, you know, not a whole lot of anything over all of these years. And I don't blame some of those people who are impatient right now. I, I do not blame you in the slightest. I don't want it to come off that way because I've only been here for two years and you guys have been here for a, a, a really long time. 710-710. I think a perfect description. I'm all in on this rebuild. I'm not in on someone else's rebuild. I don't know that we would be in on somebody else's rebuild. And you could have somebody come in and, man, they could be brilliant. But are they going to be able to get the assets that the Mariners currently have right now and and turn all of those things into the kind of players that they want to see? Or are they going to look at them and say, well, actually, I evaluate this player differently. And then all of a sudden they are trading those players for players who you get further down the road. And, you're, and you might be kicking the can down the road if you bring somebody else in. Maybe that would work, I guess. But like at this point, things are slowly moving forward. Let it slowly continue to move forward. Text in. You need to extend him. Otherwise, he has no motivation to continue to build the roster through the trade deadline. Well, it is a job. I feel like most people that are paid for a living are going to go to work and do their job every single day. I don't think that Jerry DePoto is going to pull some sort of, well, you didn't give me an extension. All right, trade deadline. We're going to trade uh, Jared Kelnick for cash considerations. Like that's, that's not something that's going to take place. Some people have brought up the idea of the Mariners turning things over to Theo Epstein. I don't know how realistic that would be to hire Theo Epstein as a general manager of sorts. If you're, if you're going to bring in Theo Epstein, a guy who has done what he did with Boston and the Chicago Cubs, it's not to say that he couldn't do the job. I just feel like you have to give him way more than you might be willing to offer, than you even, than you even could potentially offer. And I think that that is probably not within the realm of possibility. The Theo Epstein that you are envisioning. I, he is, I think, as someone who has been a general manager before but also dealt with ownership and been frustrated with ownership specifically in Boston, he is not someone that's going to come in and, I think, be somebody's underling. He wants to be the big boss. I'm Paul Gallant. It's the Paul Gallant Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. Up next, one of the heroes of last night's game and a guy who should be in the All-Star game. It is Mariners shortstop J.P. Crawford. Don't go anywhere. It's 1030, and that means it's time to get in the sports pit. In the pit where all that stuff goes down, and if you don't have some freaking toughness... You're going to get your, you're going to fail. And a very special guest into the sports pit today. He is the Lord of the Loaded Bases. He is a man who should be on the American League All-Star roster. And he is a hero in last night's game. The one and only J.P. Crawford. J.P., what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me on this morning. No problem whatsoever after your head first slide last night. That was awesome. Does that actually help you get to first base more quickly? Um, in my mind, it does. So right there <laughs> in that moment, I felt like I had to. <laughs> I That's was awesome. Out that base hit. Ever since JP, you told 
all pitchers across baseball that you're going to rake their faces. You've been on an absolute tear. What has happened over the course of this past month? Because now you are raking their faces. In fact, you might be doing worse. You're right, man. Um, I don't know. I'm just comfortable. Um, I'm seeing I'm seeing the ball well, and I'm not missing pitches to hit that often. So I think that's been the key this year. Especially with the bases loaded. Did you know that you're batting 450 with the bases loaded this year? Oh, no, I did not. There we go. I had no clue, honestly. (laughs) We're going to keep adding to all of the accomplishments because this is going to be a concerted effort, JP, to get you to the All-Star Game. I've already threatened the entire radio listening audience that I will sing the most annoying song and lock the studios for 24 hours straight if we don't make this happen. we got to make this thing happen. Yes, we do. You said it. Yes, we do. Uh, JP, so I I took a look at your Twitter profile, and I I got a little bit excited because I saw... Loki, I saw Thor. Are you a big Avengers guy? Oh, yeah, huge, huge. Who would you identify more with? Is it with Thor or is it with Loki? Because I know Loki's got the new television show on uh, Disney Plus right now. I know. Um, I'm going with Thor, honestly. Um, But in my dogs with Loki and Thor, they're the complete opposite. Um, Thor's the hyper good one and loki's a really mischievous one okay so we kind of flipped that one up <laughs> okay that's perfect that's perfect how many players on the seattle mariners do you believe would be able to lift thor's hammer um you gotta name him by name and i'm assuming you can but honest, like everybody else honestly probably me and one other guy and that's jake fraley just because he looks like him so okay, i'll give him go. that that's perfect <laughs> that is perfect so you have a nine-game hitting streak going on right now, and of course things are really happening at the plate, but they're not just happening at the plate for you. Shed Long's back in the mix, and all of a sudden Shed Long is going is crushing balls too. He gets a grand slam. He had the big home run last <laughs> night. What's it been like to see Shed Long back out there after what's have to been a really frustrating last couple of seasons for him? Oh, man, it's good to see my boy back out there. You know, he's finally healthy again, and last year he was dealing with that leg all year, but no one knew. So he's back out here healthy, and uh, you guys are going to see. You guys are in for a show. Um, he's, he's about to go on a tear, I feel like. He's just getting started, too, and I can't wait to see how this year goes for him. How have you guys been able to so quickly get back into those double plays that I, I know I have seen from you guys in the past? Because I saw another one last night. And you guys just make it so smooth. How much time, effort does it take to be able to turn things like that? Oh, man, we work our butts off every day in the infield. We take ground balls every day before batting practice. That's all props to Bone, our infield coach, Perry Hill. Um, If it wasn't for him, I don't think any of us would even be in this position. I wouldn't have my gold glove. I know that. And Evan, I don't know. Evan's a unicorn over there first, so who knows what (laughs) he would say. He probably doesn't need him. But uh, he gets us right every day, and he holds us accountable every day. So we're out there working our butts off. And, I mean, I can't thank him enough for that one. Mariners shortstop J.P. Crawford with me, the Paul Gallant Show, in the sports pit right here, 710 ESPN Seattle on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. You said that Perry Hill saved your career. Was it? What was it? What was it that he told you, got out of you, that made you feel that way? He just made baseball so easy again. Um my first year or two in the MLB, I don't know what was happening. I was making bad throws, and I really had no idea what was going on. And then I worked with Perry in the offseason of 2019, and he just tweaked my mechanics a little bit, figured out I was crossing my feet and my 
arm was way too long and I needed to shorten it up and he really just made it so easy and so simple and it was life-changing so yeah he really changed my career and I can imagine you know you start your career off in Philadelphia that is not the easiest place to play I'll just say as someone who has some relatives from Philadelphia they are uh, exceptionally difficult when it comes to all the sports teams but you've come here and and man this this year everything really seems to be coming together. And again, we encourage everybody to go and make sure that you are voting J.P. Crawford to the All-Star Game. I can imagine, you know, I think about Philadelphia fans and how mean and unforgiving that they are, but there's a part of me that I imagine would have probably missed those guys last year. What's it been like to have fans back in the stands? Oh, man, it's... (laughs) Last year was terrible. I can't even lie. Uh, It was... It was terrible not having any fans in the stands because, I mean, fans are what gets us going. That Their energy gives us energy, and we, we play off of that. So it's definitely nice to have them back cheering us on. We all love it. Do you feel more pressure when it's an empty stadium or less pressure with an empty stadium? Um, I would say less just because you have no one there screaming, heckling you, or and that and whatnot. So you just kind of take a deeper breath. But it's not it's not as fun. Yeah, I can imagine. I feel like it would be super awkward. You're just standing there, and it's an empty cavern of a ballpark, and there's probably echoes. All right, you make a nice play, and you got no one cheering for you. It's like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) What what did I just do this for? Yeah. Okay, Uh, J.P. Crawford (laughs) with the uh, the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. You're very enthused with the uniforms that you guys wore this weekend, the Steelheads uniforms. I'm with you. I I feel like we got to see those bad boys out far more often. Man, me too. We got to get that a thing as well. We got to make those like a Friday night or a Saturday thing. What what uniform would you get rid of? What uniform would you get rid of? I mean, right now you are you are the the, the guy. I feel like you can also make some fashion choices here. Uh, Please don't okay. get rid of teal. Is that to me? Don't get rid of no, teal. No, no, definitely not the teal. Good. No, 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 no. I'm getting rid of our grays on the road. We swap those ones out real quick. Yeah, gray's kind of boring. It's weird that all these baseball yeah. teams wear gray uniforms on the road, too. Why not wear something that's actually got a color to it? All right. Hey, I'm with you guys. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, cool. J.P. Crawford and I, we see eye-to-eye on all things uniforms. What's going to be the biggest key to keeping up this play? You guys are in the midst of a five-game winning streak, and it's the second time over the last month where you guys have put together a really good stretch of games. What's the key to keeping it going? Man, just staying healthy. Honestly, that's the biggest key. Just keeping everyone on the field and, you know, just preparing each day before the game, getting our work in each day and, you know, just playing for the best. It's nuts the amount of injuries that you guys have been through. Have you ever yeah, seen man, something like this before? Um, I mean, I, I feel like it happens often uh, with most teams, a lot of teams, and especially after a season like we had last year, a shortened season. I mean, uh, I'm, I wasn't surprised. I feel like a lot of people were going to get hurt this year, too. I mean, it sucks, but it's just the fact of playing 60 games and you have 100 more, I mean, injuries are bound to happen. I'm going to give you a one last tough question because you guys have been awesome in the field defensively, but you've also seen some really good pitching this year. So I'm going to make you choose one. And you can't dodge this question. you gotta, you got you to hang with me here. you got to have one guy on the mound, okay? It's Yusei Kikuchi. It is last night's hero. It's Chris Flexen. It's Marco Gonzalez, or it's Kendall Graveman. Who do you want on the mound in the biggest spot? Um, me. I want to be on the mound. <laughs> Perfect. Answer. I want to be on the mound, closing it out. Did you ever pitch before? <laughs> yeah, I pitched in high school. Um, I get on the 
I get on the mound every once in a while just to show them I got it, just in case they need me. You know what? I, I hope that we get to see it because that would definitely help out with your all-star considerations. J.P. Crawford, it's an absolute <laughs> pleasure, man. Uh, be careful the next time you slide into first base, and I look forward to talking to you again. Always. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. That was a treat. J.P. Crawford, everybody. Make sure you're voting him to the all-star game. Seriously. I'll be very annoying. That's a threat. I'm Paul Gallant. It's the Paul Gallant Show. We'll react to some of what J.P. Crawford had to say, and also we'll continue our conversation about extending Jerry DePoto. You guys got to do it. Make it happen. It's the Paul Gallant Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. You're listening to Paul Gallant. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Every day at 10 on 710 ESPN Seattle. Seattle. That was a lot of fun with J.P. Crawford. Make sure you check out that interview on the Paul Gallant Show podcast and also check out the Danny and Gallant podcast we talked earlier today with Mariners third base coach Manny Acta about the team and the way that they've been playing of late I think the part that got me most excited and look it's teammates sticking up for each other it's friends sticking up for each other but hearing J.P. Crawford talk the way that he talked about Shed Long that excited me and you know I, I think that's one of the more frustrating things for Shed Long Last year, we, we heard about some of the potential places that he could be moved to. I remember, um, if I'm not mistaken, that, that he could have been a leadoff hitter. And then, of course, the season gets delayed. Then he, he plays a little bit, but he's, he has the, the shin injury, and the shin injury just lingers, and it lingered for the beginning of this year. And he became sort of an afterthought along the way. And especially with the way Dylan Moore played last year, you could maybe talk yourself into the idea of, well, maybe Dylan Moore should be your everyday second baseman, but... Now that Dylan Moore's fallen back to earth, you need somebody that is better in that everyday role, and Shed Long is that. I'm wondering if he can keep this up. He is he is doing a nice Jose Altuve impersonation, buzzer-free, of course, because he is not the biggest guy, but he does have that power. I, I want to go to an interesting tweet that I saw, and it just has me thinking about something that I know is going to happen in baseball. I, I, I love sports history. Baseball has a rich history. And of course, the sport has changed dramatically over the last 100 years. 104 years ago today, Babe Ruth, who you might remember, was a pitcher and a hitter, I believe at this point, June 23rd, 1917. He was still in the Boston Red Sox pitching. He started the game. He was ejected after walking the first batter because he punched the home plate umpire in the face. I think this is going to happen at some point soon. If this is how things are starting off between pitchers and umpires, where... You have Angel Hernandez in the middle of a monsoon, and the game's essentially decided, and the pitcher's coming in, he's got a 16 ERA, and they think that the ball's doctored. If you're seeing Max Scherzer get checked three times over the course of a game and getting pretty mad about it, you're seeing... I think Scherzer was closer to punching Joe Girardi in the face. That is true. Good point, Mora. <laughs> Honestly, I would have loved to see that. If a coach is antagonizing you by sending the umps out, then... That might be who gets punched. The managers shouldn't try to fight the players. Uh, perhaps this is me being a little bit 
disrespectful of age, but I can't help but think of, I mean, Pedro Martinez was not a fighter, and I can't help but think about Don Zimmer, um, the late Don Zimmer charging at Pedro Martinez like a bull in the middle of that incredible game in 2003 as part of, I think that was the ALCS of 2003. Um, So, you also had Sergio Romo, A's reliever, drop his drawers in front of the umpire because he was clearly fed up. He's had it. I would not be surprised if there is some sort of confrontation between a player and an umpire that involves a shove, maybe not a punch, or something heated. I'm kind of all here for it because I'm a dramatic person. I like to watch soap operas, and I like to watch shows like The Bachelor from time to time. You're learning new things about me every single day. The question of today's show on the most interactive sports talk show in Seattle was, would you extend Mariners general manager Jerry Depoto right now? And for the most part, people have said yes. I think the text line especially has been pretty supportive, but That's not the consensus answer, and we respect everybody's opinion here. So let's read some of the people that don't want to extend Jerry DePoto and their reasoning. A text, no extension. The things he has done haven't paid off. Year to year at best. Year to year, though, is not something you can do. You don't really have that luxury, I think, anymore. I I think, honestly, that... Jerry has built himself some currency here and maybe doesn't exactly have a whole lot of leverage, but when you look at an expiring contract and a team that's overachieving, and honestly, when he has said all of the things that he said going into this year and they have, they have come true, not unrealistic to expect to be above 500. Ty France is a major league bat. We thought 2021 was going to be our contention window, but this year is going to be about developing young talent. That's been the case, but they've been competitive. We feel like we've addressed the bullpen well. They have. Chris Flexen lines up with our development plan. Everything he has said, I mean, he's been right. The plan is going according to plan. Text in. And this is a good counterpoint. Jared Kelnick. Justice Sheffield. Justin Dunn. Taylor Trammell. Evan White development. I don't like these parts as far as development goes. And this person asks the question, is Theo Epstein interested? If so, hire him. See if Jerry DePoto wants to work with him. That's from Sean in Centralia. Uh, here's, here's the one issue I have with that text. I, I, I think Justin Dunn has actually made some tremendous progress this year. Taylor Trammell, the year is young. I understand some of it. But you, you have seen power. And I, I think he's definitely a positive clubhouse influence because the guy's just very excitable. Sheffield, yeah, I'm wondering about that one. Kelnick, we all have to wonder about it. Evan White, we all have to wonder about it. So those are definitely things to take an eye at, to take a closer gander at. In the case of both Evan White and in, in Jared Kelnick, the last year's lack of a minor league season definitely affected them. 206-421-3776. That is how you call in to the Paul Gallant Show. Let's go to Corey and Piala. Corey, what's going on, man? Um, I think... I mean, I don't know if it's really Jerry at this point. I mean, he's kind of set us up for all we can do. I mean, it's kind of on the players, and I don't know. I think maybe Scott maybe is the one that oh, interesting. Be kind of so, on the chopping block. So you mean uh, as you mean on the rehiring block? Yeah, maybe move move on from Scott and keep Jerry. I, I just feel like Scott's uh, too pa- uh, passive. We need somebody who's going to get these guys riled up, like Lou, just 
don't well, know. I don't know, I mean, man. If, if 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 a team is playing as well as they are, I love considering Scott, the don't injuries. Get me wrong. Well, if you love Scott, then 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 you would extend him with Jerry Depoto too, right? But I also think we could do better in the manager. I don't know. I just I like him, but I feel like he's just not. He's good, but he's not the best we could get. Here, here's the reality, and I and I and appreciate the phone call, Corey. I don't I don't want to diminish what Scott Service does, but here's the reality about baseball in 2021. General managers have a plan, and the managers are in charge of keeping the clubhouse mood in good spirits, but they are also in charge of implementing the plan of the general manager. It, it has changed from that perspective. And these two guys, seems like they're in alignment. This is not a situation like you had before where Jerry Depoto and Mike Sosha in Los Angeles weren't necessarily seeing eye to eye. You had, a, you had an old guy, old school, and you have a new guy. The old school guy, I mean, I know some people would want to bring in somebody, maybe like a, a, a Lupinella type, and we're hoping Lupinella's doing all right as, as he battles cancer. They want to bring in somebody that's got that old oh, fire and brimstone thing. And honestly, I think right now, no, you want, you want to have somebody that can see Jerry Depoto's vision and be able to work with him hand-in-hand. Hand. A lot of thanks to go around for today's edition of the Paul Gallant Show. I say extend Jerry Depoto, but I also say you want to make sure that J.P. Crawford goes to the All-Star Game. It was a pleasure talking with him this afternoon. Coming up next, it is Jake and Stacy. Big thanks to Maura Dooley, to J.P. Crawford as well, who stopped by. I am really Paul Gallant. So long, farewell, and make sure you stay tuned.